Hello, everybody. Today is February 17th, 2019, and welcome to another episode of the New York Hockey Thought of the Day podcast, sponsored by our girlfriends at Bleeding Blue. It is a great Yankees Giants podcast, which you can listen to on iPhone and Android Vast. This was created, well, as, as always, by a great co-host of this podcast, Justin Pennick. Justin, do we have a Justin signing? Cook it, cook it, cook it. Nope, no Justin. Do we have a Brett Wiley signing? Nope. That's okay. Don't worry. You got the one, the only host of the podcast, Renato Rodriguez. And this will be my last episode I'm going to be doing for about a week. I'll be back most likely either Thursday or Friday. I'll be going to Dallas for a conference. I'll be back. But Brett and Justin will take over. So while I'm gone, the episodes will still be going. So give up Brett and Justin. Thank you for helping me on this. So as always, this podcast was made by yours truly to talk daily about New York hockey, to get insights on all your favorite teams, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Devils, all three New York locals. Typically, these will be quick and short episodes recapping the night of New York hockey. Get your New York hockey here. Today, there's only one game to talk about, the Islanders at the Barclays Center hosting the Oilers, but want to do a little, little, just a little sneak peek at our trade deadline podcast, which is coming up soon. Right, trade deadline, I believe, is in two weeks. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we think our local teams might do. All right? So as always, let's bleed. No, 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 no. Let's get to it, everybody. So, the New York Islanders, the number one defense in the National Hockey League, is going up, all right? Yeah, this is be interesting. They're going up probably against one of the best offensive units in the NHL and the Edmonton Oilers. Coming into this game, the Edmonton Oilers had two dirty goal scorers already, believe it or not. Connor McDavid with twenty with thirty one and Leon Drasaito with thirty four, but but besides that, they still ranked almost in the bottom in the league in goals per game in two point eight. While the Islanders are really not that enough for the offense this year, you know the twenty second. So two two of the weak offenses, but I think the Islanders as a whole have a better team. They're the number one again, like always, the number one. Best defense in the league. And early on, they, they, they would make a statement because nobody scored at the first period. They're like, you know what? Edmonton had a lot of opportunities. Robin Leonard, who was in goal for the Islanders, kept them in this one early on. It was, the belief at one point, 14 shots to six in the first period, I believe. So the, the, they always had the chances early, but, but Leonard was doing sprawling saves, diving saves. You know, just keep keeping the Islanders in check. No score at the one. And then, you know, you give the Islanders a power play chance. Three for the last, like, 60. But 
a great play. Bailey started off with a nice pass back to Devin Taves. Devin Taves passed it off to Ryan Pulak. And what does he do? He goes top shelf off the shoulder and in. Top shelf nasty. Ryan Pulak, his sixth of the year. And three minutes into the second period, we got a one nothing Islanders lead. And, and, and you know what? They're going to they're, they're gonna, they're gonna double the lead, right, midway through the period. With about six minutes left in the second. Well, Terry Flipper, great deflection off a Nick, Nick Lady shot. Fell from near the blue line, probably closer to the circle, left side. He shot it, and, and Flipper with a perfect deflection. Goes right on the legs, and then 2 nothing. And you think, okay, yeah, 2 nothing lead. Period's about to end. Okay, I'm just gonna be in good shape, right? No, 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 no. Chris Russell got a shot from the point. Nugent Hopkins, bang! A great deflection, just sneaks by Robin Lehner, and I mean, just he tried to get back, but it was already in the net too late. Three seconds left in the period. His 18th of the year. Russell's eighth assist, and after two periods, it is two one. Islanders said uh, two nothing. So Barry Trotz in the locker room was like, "Come on, guys, we need 20 minutes to win this game. We gotta win. They gotta keep winning. They need to stay within five points of Washington to Metropolitan Division lead." And of course, our favorite guy in the podcast, our brother, <laughs> the Horton Save of Islanders Nation, Maddie Barzal, on a perfect deflection of a Devin Tate shot from the point. I mean, it. It barely tipped, and that's how good the deflection was. There was, a, there was a straight shot from the point. It looked like uh, Tate's going to get the goal, but nope. Uh, Matty Barzo tips it in. His 17th of the year. Five minutes in, it's 3-1. Back to a two-goal lead, but, but we got tips. We got nice goals. Let's get another nice goal. And, of course, it's that, that aforementioned connection I told you guys in the beginning. The Connor McDavid to Leon Dreisaitl on the power play. I mean, it was a perfect lead. Klenbaum started off. He got the pass in the middle of the crease to Connor McDavid in the middle of the slot area. And what does he do? He attracts two to three guys. He passes out to the right. Dry side or right open. Bang. His 35th of the year. Connor McDavid's 52nd assist of the year. And with about 10 minutes left in regulation, on the fans, hold your breath here. It is a 3-2 game. But what happens here? It's about two minutes and 50 seconds left. So everyone's biting the nails at Barclays and holding their breath. They're like, come on, come on, let's do this. this." Leo Komarov intercepted a Chris Russell, a hold in the point. Became a two-on-one the other way with Adam Larson, the only Edmonton defenseman. Yes, the Adam Larson Devils fans. Komarov, as Larson was diving, flips the puck past the diving Larson. Anders Lee, bang, right there. What a one-timer. Beautiful feed and execution by Kamarov and Lee. His 19th of the year with 2.15 left. It is a 4-2 Islanders lead. And to put some extra insurance on that gravy, Brock Nelson. About 20 seconds later, they pull the goalie for the extra attacker. And as soon as they try to pull the goalie, they try dumping in. But it somehow ended in the middle of the ice and the Islanders zone. Brock Nelson is like, all right, I'm going to take an empty net. There's nobody in front of me. So he, he flips it about 45 feet. Bang. End of the net. His 18th. That's going to do it. Islanders win 
five to two. Great win for the Islanders. Great. I mean, excellent, excellent execution by the Islanders defense. I'm going to give another start to freaking uh, Robin Lehner. He's been on fire all season. He's now 18-9-4 with about a two goals against. That's, that's pretty damn impressive. And the Islanders just keep on winning. Besides that loss in Buffalo, they, they've won five of the last six. Six of the last eight. And they've gotten points in seven of the last nine. So a good stretch by the Islanders, but they're going to take a couple days off before they head off to Calgary. Up in Alberta, three-game Canadian road trip for them. Islanders move to 35-17-6, 76 points. And again, ahead of the Washington Capitals by five points. And just before we wrap this up, I want to get a little bit into this trade discussion possibly. I know you Islanders fans, I want you to tweet at me this, but I believe you guys want some, some offense. You have some good offensive guys already, but I think with you guys being closer to the bottom of the league in terms of scoring, you want some more scoring. I think you want some more ring play. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Islanders get um, a winger. Would not surprise me. I, I think they're going to get it done by the deadline. I don't think they're in any rush because they're in first place. Team has done well. But it would not be surprising to see Lou Lemonero making uh, definitely a, a buy trade for the Islanders. I, I've seen it as a Devils fan. He's probably going to cost you guys a couple picks with the trade if it does happen, which I think it will. Maybe with a Canadian team, maybe. That's my guess right now. A winger from the Canadian team going to the Islanders. But I, I think the Islanders will be buyers. I think they will be buyers. But the other two teams, the Rangers and the Devils, will definitely be sellers. The Rangers are a little more lenient to, to, to sell, but I think if you're a Rangers fan, no matter how good this team is this year, you're not, you're not, you're not going to do well in the playoffs anyway. It'll be a first-round next. There's no point in, in wasting potential picks. You know, nine points out. No, I, I wouldn't do it. And unfortunately, Rangers fans, I, I might, I'm going to see a guy like maybe Kevin Hayes, Matt Zuccarello, um, they're going to be your two main guys to get some value off, off trades. And I know Mazzagrell has been doing well lately, but I, I think he gets some very nice value. And I think Kevin Hayes as well, he gets some nice value as well. So those those are my two guys. And and again, like I said before, the Rangers need to improve their defense and they need to improve the goaltending situation. So if they sell in the trade deadline, you might see them buy defensemen like maybe signing a Carlson Maybe signing guys like Sergey Bobrovsky if he becomes available. So you might see those two names mentioned to the Rangers. And for the Devils, we all know what the struggles are. Defense is goaltending. They're one of the worst teams in the league. You know, they won miraculously last night. But I, I heard a tweet from Pierre Lebrun off the TSN um, this morning that Marcus Johansson could be an interesting um, acquisition for teams. Right, the interest has picked up on him, and he's been doing well lately. He he's he's had twenty points in the last twenty eight games, so I would not be surprised to see a guy like Marcus Johansson leave for some good prospects and picks. I would not also I would not be surprised if they keep him and we sign him in the offseason to keep as their part of the top six to get the offense going. Still, I would not be I'm definitely won't be surprised to see a guy like Ben Lovejoy or. Uh, Keith Kincaid, even though they both have minimum value right now, I would not be surprised to see either of them get traded at the deadline as well. So that's that's a little bit of my my little trade deadline talk. We'll have another episode just 
specifically on that. So stay tuned for that, buddy. All right. This has been your host, Ren Rodriguez. Sayonara. See ya. Adios.